Um, last weekend, I flew to Chicago uh, to see my daughter, whose name coincidentally is Joy. And we had a hard time when she was really little convincing her that this was not her Sunday. <laughs> and when she was really little, she enjoyed lighting the candle for Joy on Joy Sunday. And then as she got older, hey, Joy, you want to light the candle on Joy Sunday? I roll. <sighs> Corny. But we went, I went to see her. She is a dance major, most of you know this, um, Columbia College in Chicago, and she's really getting into choreography. And this past weekend, last weekend, was the first time one of her pieces from an advanced choreography class was being performed. So it was really fascinating to go watch what basically is in someone's imagination, her specifically being outpictured on stage. So it, it was, you know, proud father moment, um, mingled with so much confusion because I don't understand modern dance <laughs> at all. And then asking her, having a conversation with her later about, you know, was that the way you envisioned it? Explain this part to me, what was happening. She explained what she had of hair and what happened here. I was like, okay, I can see that now. And then we spent the day after together. We went to the aquarium uh, in, in Chicago. If you ever go to Chicago, I highly recommend you go visit. It's amazing. Uh, we, we hung out at her dorm. Uh, we went to see a play that her roommate, who's a music theater major, uh, had staged. And then we went to a jazz club. And I know many of you here are parents of adult children. Some of you even grandparents, but you're parents of adult children. You've been through this. I'm, I am new to the parent of, a, of an adult. So as much fun as we had, it was still a little surreal to be sitting next to th this person who I still remember, you know, burping over my shoulder and changing diapers, and we're sitting in a jazz club ordering hard liquor together. It was... <laughs> there's, there's a lot to reconcile that I'm still, still working on. But it was, a great, it was a great weekend. Then I flew to Massachusetts, and... Um, Many of you know I was the minister of a church there for, for about six years, seven years, and, and one of the members who's a, a good friend of mine, also a licensed unity teacher with thoughts of becoming a minister someday, um, his daughter, 32 years, suddenly passed away. And he, he asked me to come do the memorial service um, for them. It ended up being a very small family vigil, but we gathered around a bonfire one night and and shared and lit candles and told stories and, and there was so many tears and so many smiles and, and, and it was and, and some laughter and, and, and we did that um, as well. And then the next day I visited some friends who just had a baby a few months ago. So um, I sat and made funny faces and made stupid noises to try to make this three month old baby love me. And I'd say succeeded about 75% because it was coming on to her nap time. And as you know, when babies are hungry and tired, there's nothing you're going to do to dissuade them from, from that. Um, but it was a weird roller coaster of emotions from, from being with my, with, with my daughter and seeing her in her element to, to facilitating this, this service that, um, you know, I opened by saying we shouldn't be here today 
right? It's, uh, you know, children should be burying their parents, not the other way around. And then, and then uh, on, the, on the, the day after this, this observation of, of, of death, to spend the energy in, in, in new life. Um, so it was, it was kind of like all over the place. And then I remembered this Sunday coming up is a Sunday of joy. And I'm like, well, oof. But then I had to realize that we often confuse joy with happiness. We feel that when we hear the word joy, that what must accompany it is a feeling of happiness, of, of lightness, of, of cheerfulness. And when, when I think of joy in, in a spiritual context, it's not about the feeling of happiness. What it really is about is, is the life-sustaining divine energy that flows in, through, and between those extreme moments of, of, of life and death. There's two certainties in life. That there's going to be new life and there's going to be death. And I know that it's weird talking a lot about death on Joy Sunday, but those are the two certainties in life, right? In between those two, it's up for grabs. We don't know what's going to happen. We're going to make great plans. We're going to love, we're going to lose. We're going to connect, we're going to disconnect. We have these certainties, and in between them, we just have this flow of life. Those of us know that we can make the best plans in the world that we want to make. There's my favorite saying, how do you make God laugh? Tell her your plans. <laughs> right? So there's this, there's this thing that we can't control, but the beauty in that is that Often what comes to us in the midst of this unpredictability, this thing we have no control over called life, is that we get to experience the fullness of it. And the fullness of life is not just the happy moments. The fullness of life, yes, is the happy, it's the sad, it's the loving, it's the losing. It's the, it's, it's the mystery of not knowing. It's the, it's the being injured, it's the, it's the healing this is the fullness of life. And in this fullness of life, when we remember to recognize that that's really what it's all about, and that throughout it all, if we let it, there's this divine truth, energy, that can sustain us, that is joy. In Nehemiah, the prophet says, joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And it took me, I often wrestle with that verse. I used to, to, to struggle with that verse. What does that mean? The joy of the Lord. Especially when we in unity acknowledge God as principle, not as, you know, the bearded little man in the sky. What does that mean? The joy of the Lord is my strength. For me, what that means is that if God is principle, the sustaining principle, the, the, the immutable principles, the, the, the constancy of divinity 
as who I am, as who you are, as in all of life. That is what sustains us. That is what gives us the, the, the energy to navigate the love and the loss. That's what gives us the, the resilience to rise above our fears. That is what allows us in the midst of all that happens in our lives. We can lean on knowing that we're going to be okay. Not just lean on that knowing, but more importantly, lean in on each other. Because there are times when we're going to struggle to find God. We are. It's easy when you see your daughter being in her bliss. It's easy when you hold a newborn in your arms and you say, this is, this is love. This is, this is divinity manifest right here. This is how it's supposed to be. But then when you stand with a parent's who've lost a child, it's hard then to see where's God in this? Where's love in this? There definitely isn't any happy. But can there be joy? Can there be joy? The night we stood around that bonfire between the, 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 the tears and just the confusion and the anger of what was happening Stories emerged. Stories emerged of this amazing, powerful, strong... She was a musician, by the way, rock and roll musician. She knew how to shred guitar like nobody's business. But there were stories of how she and her cousins went camping, and they were 13 and 14, and for some reason decided to go chase a bear. Who chases a bear? Right? But just as you laugh and smile now, there was that smile. Those were, those were the laughters. Stories emerged. Stories emerged in the celebration of the life and the love and the connection that they had, which, by the way, wasn't going anywhere in her passing. That was the joy of that moment. There is always joy in every moment. As long as you remember, it's not about the feelings. Feelings are fickle. Feelings are here today, gone tomorrow. Feelings come and go. They're powerful, but they come and go. And often they can't be trusted. I know about y'all, but I don't trust my feelings all the time. Because a lot of time I feel fear. And I don't trust myself to be led by fear. Often I also feel giddy elation. Sometimes that's just as dangerous. <laughs> right? <laughs> this feels so good, it must be right. No, <laughs> not necessarily. But beneath the feelings is this sustaining presence of what I like to call all that is, the fullness of life. Some of you call it spirit. Some of you call it God, whatever you want to call it. That is my strength. That is the joy of the Lord, knowing that there is life and there's death, and in between that, there's the fullness of divinity in each and every one of us. So when we sing joy to the world, when we acknowledge joy as this spiritual presence 
when we talk about bringing our joy and our light to the world, for me, that's, that's an invitation to live our fullness, to live who we are. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. It could be small. It could be big. It could impact a billion lives. It could impact one life. It could be, it could be serious. Or it could be, hold on, corny. You might be an introvert who stays home and works behind a computer. I'm an introvert, by the way. You couldn't tell by this, could you? <laughs> or you might be an extrovert standing in front of a bunch of people. You might be somewhere in between. It doesn't matter how you show up in the world. What matters is that you show up in the world fully however you are, not how others want you to be, but how you are clear that you are. And that's bringing joy to the world. That's the fullness of life.